0: I'm oh, clean. A Brit A Kim! come! Jim? Jim! Don't, don't do it! Halt! Hey. Er ist nicht bewaffnet! Nein, Otto! My name is Jim. My Name is Otto. Pleased to meet you, Otto. Freut like mich. Rose, she's called. I'm schön, Frohe Weihnachten.
1: Video that you just watched was actually based on true events that transpired between World War or during World War I. Here are a few pictures of the actual men who were there. And go ahead and go to that next one. Here's some more, and here's another one, I believe, of them playing soccer. These men here, against all odds. Defying all orders, they came across the frozen tundra and they made peace for just a moment in time on Christmas Day in a foreign land. And in the midst of horrible fighting, there was this moment that has been described in history books as a -a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence, a day like any other. This whole scene unfolds to this old, familiar Christmas carol, Silent Night. I've heard Christmas carols described throughout all of my years in ministry as songs of joy. And the song Silent Night was written in Austria in 1860 by Joseph Franz Moore. Joseph's father deserted the army and left his family, leaving them struggling. Despite the hardships of growing up very poor and without the guidance and influence of a, of a father, Joseph grew to become a pastor that would impact hundreds of lives. He wrote and penned a song, Silent Night. The original tune was written in English, and the song was initially sung, though, in German. German. So that the small congregation of Joseph's would be able to sing this song on Christmas Eve in 1818. This song has been translated in over 90 languages and is perhaps one of the most unmistakable sounding songs of Christmas. As with many carols that we have looked at, the root of this song is found firmly planted in scripture for silent night the whole song rests on what we as believers call the Christmas story. Long though, long before the song Silent Night was written, God had already set into motion a sacred moment in time when he would send his son into the world. I want us to read for just a moment in Luke chapter 2, a very familiar passage that we would hear at Christmas time. And it says in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all of the world should be registered. And we know at this moment that Mary and Joseph are about to embark upon a journey. And I would like now for us to jump down to verse number six. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger. Because there was no place for him at the inn. wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying in verse number 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste And they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. In verse 17, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen and had been told to them. And this is God's word for us tonight. Let's pray. God, we come to you in this place, Lord, and, and though we've, we are familiar with this passage, though we looked at some of this last week, God, I pray that in this place you would see, that you would give us and we would see something fresh and something new from your scripture. God, I'm asking for you to illuminate each and every word melt these off of our pages and into our hearts as we dive into this song this scripture god i pray for the holy spirit to move in this place help us to reflect upon and remember the gift that was given but the sacrifice that would be made i ask and pray these things now in jesus precious name amen and amen church the world that jesus came into was anything but peaceful it was, it was a world that was in the midst of turbulent times, in a, in a troublesome era, to say the very, very least. The world was in darkness. It was in desperate need of the holy light of God's Son. And as we look at the story here in the Bible, and as we reflect upon the song Silent Night, there is a very distinct message that comes straight to us. As we think about the words of the song and the impact of the message, let it challenge each and every one of us to the very first thing I want us to see is to receive the glory of Christmas. To receive the glory of Christmas. The song says, holy infant, so tender and mild. Do you know, no matter how special or precious or wonderful you think your little blessing is, There was only one who was born sinless and spotless. There was only one who was born perfect, and that was Jesus, the Son of God. And as we look at this song, you continually see words over and over and over again like holy, heavenly, glories. And it was a sacred night, a holy night, a night set apart by God, a special night. More changed in that one night than any other night in history. The glory of Christmas was wrapped in swaddling cloth and was laid in a manger by his parents. Do you know, God is here. We see evidence of God's glory all around us. It is unmistakable that there is evidence of God around us. If we go back and read in Romans, we know that man's conscience tells us that God is alive. We know that God is alive because of creation and because the Bible says in John chapter 1 that the word became flesh. These are all evidences of God. It was the moment that God moved into his creation, Emmanuel, God with us. God sent his son to save each and every one of us. You know, so many read the passages of this book and all they see is condemnation. Many think of God as some cosmic judge that's waiting to pronounce some eternal damnation and punishment upon them. But church, I want you to please listen to me. Something very crucial Something in the word of God is that the message of Christmas was not one of condemnation, but reconciliation. It was the moment that God said, I want to be with you. I don't want heaven without you. It's the message of celebration. Why? Because in that very moment of time, salvation was made available. It was made available. So I have a question for you this morning, or this evening, sorry. Sorry. Have you received the glory of Christmas? Have you received Jesus Christ? I love what the song says and how it goes into verse number two, and it talks about redeeming grace, redeeming grace. I want us to do something this Christmas, and it's our second point. After we've received the glory, we have to give the grace of christmas we have to give the grace of christmas do you know the greatest and most meaningful gift that we can give this christmas is grace grace you know grace is the essence of of giving something to someone that they do not deserve you see grace has been given to each and every one of us by god but not everyone has experienced it personally I love what Paul said in the book of Titus when he said, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly. And in the present world, look for that blessed hope in the glorious appearing of the great God and of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He's he's challenging people that if you have not been saved, you have an opportunity right now in this place. You don't have to clean up. You don't have to look a certain way or or say a certain thing. You don't have to read through your entire Bible. He's saying that the, the glory of God has been presented to us. Salvation is available to all people. But he's saying that once you get saved, he doesn't want you to stay where you're at. He wants you to be changed. He wants you to be different so that other people can come to know the peace and the hope that comes through salvation. We in this building who have been redeemed by the grace of God should be reaching out to others with grace. You watched in that video clip just a few moments ago and you caught a small picture of how all it took was one person. One person being willing to reach out. One person being willing in the midst of conflict, in the midst of pain, in the midst of hurt, in the midst of trouble to reach out. So I have a question for you. Who do you know this Christmas that needs grace from you? Who do you know this Christmas that needs grace? I love what Dr. Paul Tripp said. And he said we, could never pers- we are never persuasive when we are abrasive. And we, are- we never get our point across when we are cross. you know the reason why so many people are still in darkness? Do you know why so many people have not received the redeeming grace and have- as a result they have no peace? It's because the light of Christ has not illuminated their soul. Do you know that peace does not mean the absence of conflict? Peace doesn't doesn't mean that. It means having a calm in the midst of the storm. Peace means that you have assurance in the midst of your chaos. It means that you have comfort in the middle of your pain. It means certainty. Even when you feel confused. This Christmas season, from things that I've heard, things that I have seen, and what our own family is walking through has been a season in which I have had to reflect upon the peace that comes from my Creator and my Savior. So many people are hurting this Christmas season because of loss, because of uncertainty, because of work, Because of the loss of income, because of the loss of a spouse or a child or a loved one, a friend. Because we don't know what's to happen next. There's so much uncertainty with our government, with our school systems. Marriages are hurting. People are broken. Dreams have been completely shattered. There are wayward children... So many things that are going on in our world right now. And all people are looking for a little bit of hope and peace in the midst of their suffering. Do you know why God sent his son? To reconcile, to bring peace, to bring peace in our relationship with God. Because to be 100% honest with you, that is the only peace that is truly necessary this Christmas is to live a peaceable relationship with God. As Paul puts it in Romans 5.1, you've been justified through Jesus Christ so that you can live peaceably in the presence of God. That peace comes only through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And if you make peace with God, then you can go out and make peace with other people. It comes naturally. Do you know when you do that, when when you make peace with God, when you come into a relationship with him, we're called to do what our third point says this evening, and that's to share the good news of Christmas. For those of you who have been in this church any length of time, we have been constantly talking about evangelism and discipleship, talking about how we should be ready always with an answer of the hope that is inside of us, as Peter tells us. And as this Christmas season has come, there are probably people that you've already thought of that have no hope in your circle of influence. There are probably people right now that you know need God's peace. I think one of my favorite parts at the end of Silent Night is the fact that the song was truly about peace. You know, it inspires this beautiful picture of baby Jesus sound asleep the evening that he was born. And as that song progresses, it increasingly speaks more about the peace that he brings, not the quiet that he would have enjoyed that night. The book of Ephesians chapter 2 tells us that when the Savior came, he came and preached peace to those who were afar off and to even those who were near. He brought a stillness to the relationship with God, to one another, and where there had been conflict and hostility in wrath, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, came to offer permanent and perfect peace to anyone who would come to him. You know that same Jesus in silent night who presumably slept like a baby on that, that ordinary night preached rest to the weary. He preached rest to the rebellious among us. And I love what Matthew chapter 11 says where Jesus said come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. And he says take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle. I am lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The words of the song go on to say the Son of God loves pure light. Church, in short, if we could walk away with with a few things, I would want us to know that Jesus is the divine light of the world because he brings new life and replaces our spiritual deadness. Jesus is the divine light of the world because he shows us the truth that heals our spiritual blindness. Jesus is the divine light of the world because he is the beauty that breaks our addictions to money and to sex and to power, to relationships. Jesus is the beauty that was sent to us In the midst of disaster and chaos, in the midst of death, he was sent to a broken world so that we might have an opportunity to get to know him, to become one of his children, to be saved from our sin, from his wrath, from hell. come to learn over the last month and a half that Jesus is the light when all other lights go out. Would you agree with me? That Jesus is the only light when all other lights go out. The good news The message of of peace on earth must still be proclaimed today. In the midst of our hurt, in the midst of our suffering and our pain, we are surrounded every day by people who are living in darkness. They haven't seen the great light. People who have no peace and no hope. And those of us who have had our souls illuminated by Christ those of us who have experienced his love and his grace and his mercy and know the peace of God we're called to share that light. Now typically I wouldn't do this but I'm going to ask us now at this time if you would just turn with me over to the book of 2 Corinthians. I want to read for just a moment about what Paul said. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And he said, In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not of ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord with ourselves as your servant for Christ's sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But I love what he goes on to say. He said, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And Paul goes on to talk about in the midst of chaos in pain and suffering, he said we are afflicted in every way, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not driven to despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but we are not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifest in our body. Church, we're called to bring light. And I want to take just a moment and I want to help us see an illustration of what I've been talking about, this light that came. And I'm going to ask if you would please get out your candles and get them ready. Light that came into the world on that silent night, that holy night, and that light as people heard the, the message of the gospel. that light began to spread. And soon that light spread to every known continent in that day. People heard about that holy night, about the light that had come, the one who would bring peace in the midst of chaos, the one who brought redeeming grace. The Bible tells us that the world was in dark until Christ appeared and that light soon spread. And that light was the message of salvation that would come. And I would like for us to stand at this time carefully. Please don't like the, the hair of the people in front of you or beside you. And I would like to sing at this time um, our song for this evening, the song Silent Night. starting in the back of the worship center and moving your way forward. our candles you can go ahead and be seated at this time we are left in this very moment with just a single candle that is lit and I would like us to think on these last two thoughts that I have as we see that one candle there I want us to reflect upon those who still have not received the light that their life, the world around us is still living in darkness. And we who have the light have a responsibility to share it with those that we come in contact with. Jesus is the light that we all need this Christmas. And we need to remember that we who have received this light need to proclaim this light. There's a moment right now that we have where we can call out to this light, to the one who who brings peace and calm in the midst of our chaos. There's a moment now where I'm going to ask for you to please bow your heads, to close your eyes. The Bible tells us that if we believe in the death, burial, and resurrection, if we believe that Jesus lived a sinless life and that he died on the cross for our sins, that he was buried and resurrected three days later and ascended into heaven, if we believe in our heart those things and we confess them with our mouth, the Bible tells us that we shall be saved. And we learn just a few chapters later in that book of Romans that if we call on the name of the Lord, we shall be saved. And if statistics are true, there are people in this room right now who have not received the light. There are people here who are searching for peace in the midst of their suffering. They're looking for calm in their chaos. And right now, you have an opportunity where you can cry out to God. There is no specific words that you have to say. You have to recognize that you're a sinner in need of salvation. You have to, you have to confess that you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection. And it says, when you call out to him, you shall be saved. There is no, say these ten words and it's all good. There are those here in this place where you have an opportunity to be made new, to receive joy and peace, grace, mercy. And that's one one group. And there's another group that has already, already received that light. But maybe you're in here and you've forgotten what it means to live for God. Maybe you've gone astray. Maybe, maybe, just maybe you're in here and you've stopped reading your Bible. You've stopped going to church. And this Christmas season, you want to start over. You want to go back. Well, you'll be welcomed by the Father with open arms. Or maybe you're in here and you're like, Pastor, I'm I'm in a really good place in my relationship with God. Well, great. So who are you coming alongside to encourage? That's your challenge for tonight. But I'm going to ask in this place with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you have called out to God in this place for salvation, if you have, have prayed to receive the light I'm going to ask you to just look up at me nobody else is looking around I'm not going to call you out by name I'm not I'm not going to ask you to run up to the front I'm not going to give you a microphone I don't want to embarrass you but I want to pray for you I want to rejoice with you if that's you front to back young and old alike if that's you I want you to just look up here at me thank you Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? God we we thank you for this moment of time that we've had together. This this 1 hour where we've come to celebrate your birth to look at the light that would come into the earth, God, and these these few people who made eye contact with me, making a profession, saying I cried out to God to receive that light. God, we praise your name. We rejoice with them as they've made the greatest decision of their entire lives. God, I pray that we as a church would surround them, encourage them, love them, point them closer to you. God, I I pray that the Holy Spirit would stir in those who have walked away. That you would bring them back. That you would gently remind them of the grace that you give. That it's not too late. But God, I pray that the Holy Spirit would continue to press upon those who are walking with you. That we would be a people who would spur others on to love and good works. That we would be a people who would want to deepen our understanding of truth. That we would be a people of faith. God, do a work in each and every one of us as only you can do. Give us your strength. Give us boldness for witness. Holy Spirit, use us. You've given us one of the greatest gifts. Your Son, Jesus Christ. Help us not to take that for granted this Christmas season. Help us to receive the gift. Help us to give the grace. Help us to share the good news. And I ask and pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen and amen. Church, we appreciate you coming as families this evening to celebrate our candlelight service with us to hear the message but I want to give a challenge now to those who made eye contact with me to those who looked up who made a profession saying I cried out to God I'm going to ask you to come and see me we want to be able to pray with you we want to make sure that you understand what you did we want to make sure that we put you in the right direction so I don't want to embarrass you but I'm going to be waiting right down here We're available to pray with anyone else here in the the facility. We can meet you right down here as well, but I would like to connect with those who made eye contact with me. Church family, please know that we love you. We hope you have a wonderful Christmas, and we hope to see all of you back next Sunday at our normal time of 1030 as we come together as a family for communion. Please be on the lookout for communication from me in the coming days about what things are going to look like going into the new year, uh, updates about my health um, and where we are at as a church. Uh, but please know um, from my family, my wife, uh, Brianna, and myself, our children, uh, please have um, a very blessed Christmas. Uh, we love you, and you are sent.